0: And now it's time for the newest episode of Straight Talk with Donnie Smith. Join Donnie for straight in-your-face talk from men. Discussing real topics, real solutions, with real truth. Hey guys, this is Donnie, your host Donnie here. And uh, for for another great episode of Straight Talk brought to you by Your New Life Ministries. And I want to talk to you today, and and now first I want to tell you really who I am and how I came about this and I'm going to talk to you about the church and how it's supposed to function biblically and I'm going to give you a few scriptures and to back that claim up, okay? But the first I want to tell you that I was born and raised in the city of Dayton, Ohio and I was raised in the church but uh, when I was younger I really didn't get the church what it was, what, what it was supposed to be. At that time in my life, I was really interested in more in having fun than anything else. But uh, as I went through my life, um, I started going the opposite direction of what God intended me to go. And then I actually gave my heart to Christ about five years ago, or maybe even longer than that, probably maybe four or five years ago. And I started to understand a little bit more biblically about how the church is supposed to be operated. Now, I have seen so many different instances where people have gone away from the church because they didn't like or understand the way the church is supposed to be operated on. And that's what I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit today about, is how in the Bible the church is supposed to be operated on. And I learned this along the way. And I've seen so many churches be destroyed over and not over the functionality of, and how one person takes over what the church is supposed to and makes it all about them, and so on and so forth. And it's really sad once you think about it, because the congregation didn't do anything about it; they just let it go the way it was going. And that's not what is supposed to happen. We are supposed to fight for our church and fight for the functionality of how it's supposed to operate and hence my three topics of the day, the church structure, the functions of the positions of those, uh, uh, those of the church and the church itself and I will give you some some scriptures in the Bible to back, that, back these up now the church structure it goes between the pastor who gives the message and it goes down to the deacons uh, the deacons who actually are elected by the church body and that's how it's supposed to function and each one of those deacons are on the board and and they vote on the different topics that go for the church and how these topics are brought about is by the body of the church going to their elected officials inside the church then they bring those topics to the preacher and they call a meeting and so on and so forth and they vote on it and and that's how really that's how democracy works once you think about it because we elect our officials out of our cities and they go to Congress or they go to state local government and so on and so forth and that's how things supposed to get done it's all biblical everything everything is all biblical and the first one I'm going to talk about is in this first scripture is Matthew 16:18. and I will tell you and I will tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it now most Catholics get that wrong based on what they're reading. They get that wrong right off the bat because when he, first, the previous scripture, he asked Peter three times, do you love me? Do you love me? And he says yes. And, and everybody understands the, uh, how a building is built, right? They go by the cornerstone of the building that supports all the mass of the building. Well, when he's talking to Peter, and me and my wife kind of uh, disagree with this a little bit, to me, I was taught that he is pointing at Peter's heart, and which Peter, and faith and heart go hand in hand, if you understand what I'm getting at. He's pointing at Peter's heart, saying this is th- the foundation of the church, which means faith, love, and heart. That is what the church is built on. He's not talking about Peter personally. Which, according to this, the Catholics get it wrong and they let Peter, the Pope, the first Pope of the church. No, that's not what's supposed to have happened. He's telling us that faith, love, and hope is what he's building his church on. And Peter had a lot of love and a lot of faith. And everything that Jesus was saying at that time in history. So that's why he pointed to Peter, because he had all that love, all that heart, and all that faith. And that's what Jesus was building his church on. Okay? So let's get that settled. The church, the Pope, wasn't supposed to be what the Catholics did. But the Catholics did it anyway. Hence how people add more or take away from the Bible. And the next one I want to talk about is Romans twelve three and 4. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 and 4. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with a sober judgment according to the measures of faith of God faith of faith God has given you. Just as each other just as each of us has a bo- has one body, and many members, not all the members have the same function. So in Christ who are many are one body, each member belongs to one another. See that's telling us right there that one person can't do it and one person shouldn't do it one body has many members just as in the church one body has many members and like i said before it goes from the pastor down to the deacons however many deacons they decide for the church and go from there and that's what it's telling us for by grace given me i say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought and that the pastor is not supposed to think highly of, of himself. And some pastors in the church, they want to take away the church and run it however they see run it. That's not the case. They don't own the church. They can't make a single decision without having the church body vote on it. They can't make any any decisions without being voted on it. And I'll say that again. And some uh, some churches let the preacher take over the entire church. Which is wrong. That's a dictatorship, and it can't be that way. And uh, think yourself with a sober judgment according to the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and not all members have the same function, so in Christ we are we, who are many are one body, and each member belongs to one another. I, I That was such important, I had to read that again. And I'm going to another verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23, and God put everything under his feet and made him head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, and and who fills all in all. And uh, And I'm going to go to another verse here, Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4, <clears throat> do not do nothing out of self selfish ambition or empty pride but in humility considers other more important than yourself each of you should look at not only your own interest but also the interests of others in other words follow the Bible it tells you everything this is our instruction manual people and that in the, the and they need to go passage go about the pride and just run the church how it needs to be ran, as well as it, that, This can go to all members, not just the pastor, but the deacons and all this. They can't just make single-handed decisions on their own. Acts six one, uh, after Acts chapter six verses one through fifteen. Now this is going to be a long one, but it, it's a very very important because, as we all know, the book of Acts describes the, the journey of the disciples after the, after Christ's crucifixion up until Christ comes back again now in these days when the disciples were increasing in numbers a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected and they in the daily distribution and the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said it is not right that we should give up preaching the Word of God to serve tables therefore brothers pick out from among you seven men who could repute full of spirit and wisdom? Whom will appoint the duties? We appoint this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer, and to minister ministry of the word. And what they said is so. What they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith of the Holy Spirit, Philip, Procarius, Nicar, Nicar, and Timon, and Premis and Nicholas, a MTI. I'm sorry, my, these words are kind of hard to pronounce, but some people say that this was the appointment of the seven deacons, which to me kind of adds up to that, because they're appointing seven people to, uh, uh, to take care of the church while the disciples are out there preaching and sharing the word. They're taking up for the church. So this is where they appoint these seven people to run things while the apostles are out teaching. Because the apostles couldn't do everything. So that's what they're saying, that they need to do this. They need to appoint these seven people to the church. and Which is so true. That's why the churches have the deacons to take care of the necessary things while the preacher is sharing the message, which is how this is all supposed to be ran. Which can be said about the elected officials in the states, because we all—they all can't do it on their own—which makes so much sense. And I'm going to touch on a couple other things here, and then we'll take a break. John 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That is how the church is set up. The God, God is the body of the church. We are all members of His body, and that is what it needs to stay and we can't let people take over the church how it's going today and with all these people just going out crazy like oh i'm going to control everything no we can't point blank can be said about the uh, our commander chief right now he's trying to take over our rights with this vaccination thing and all this other crap going on with the passports and all that it's total nonsense we can't let this happen Point blank, is we can't let what's going on in church happen. We can't let what's going on in our state or our country happen. We have to start taking up and fighting back. And Deuteronomy 4.2 says, Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but it, but keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I give you. So in other words, like I said, don't you can't add to or take away what's written in the Bible, which we seem to do that all the time. And in Hebrews, finally, 13, 8, says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means we, we the Jesus is now the same as he was back then. His word doesn't change. So we need to learn the entire scriptures of the Bible, which is hard to do, but it needs to be read. It needs to be taught. We need to learn everything there is to learn about the Bible. Because everything that's going on today there's answers for it in the Bible. So that's what the church should be teaching. Simple as that. But I'm going to take a quick break here. And I'm going to play a song that really gets home about what we're talking about today. Which is about the church body, how it's supposed to function, and all sorts of things. So the song I'm going to play for it by Cochrane and Company called Church. It's an awesome song. You guys need to listen to it. Anyway, I'll be back after this. And we'll continue our discussion on the body of the church. All right. There
1: was a time that I swore I would never go back I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had I was running, I was searching But every place I turned for healing Left me more broken than the last Take me back to the place that feels like home to the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I wanna go to church Trying to walk on my own but I wound up lost Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross It's not a trophy for the winners It's a shelter for the sinners And it's right where I belong Take me back To the place that feels like home To the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back to a preacher and a verse Where they see me at my To the faith that's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse when they've seen me and my words To the love I had at first Oh, I want to go to church
0: Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed that song by uh, Cock and Company called Church. Now, getting back to this discussion on the body of the church and how it's supposed to function. This, uh, and I'm going to continue on here about uh, with this other verse. I want to talk about is uh, letting that uh, we are we as the body, uh, body of Christ, pastors included, are to live by and live by and preach the whole word of God like I said before it it all needs to be taught and some some pastors kind of leave things out or leave things in and we don't even notice as a body that's why we all need to learn everything we can about the Bible and I know understand I understand how people can interpret things differently and it and some people just uh Absorb information a little differently than others, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they really need to study it to really grasp the whole entire concept. And uh, John, John one one, the word. I, I can't read what that says. I'm sorry, I'm gonna skip that one. Hebrews thirteen eight. Says so Jesus is the same, which I've already touched on. That I've already touched. I'm sorry about that, people. I'm trying going through my notes here and just relaying some information that is really important. And um, I'm going to talk about Matthew five seventeen. Do not think that I have, I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Right, and that's in the Old Testament. How we all know that. The Old Testament really deals with a lot of uh, prophecy and rules and regulations. Jesus didn't come, as some churches teach, come to change that. No, he has come to fulfill it. It even says it right here in Matthew. He has come to fulfill all those prophecies and all those laws that they were teaching in the Old Testament. Which I don't know all the verses in the Old Testament. I don't think anybody does, but that's what he's there for. That's what he is there for, and and so many churches want to teach their own thing, and uh, which is why so many Christians or new Christians try so hard to find a church that really fits them. You can't go by your own understanding when you become a new Christian. You gotta let Jesus direct you to the right church because there is a lot of good churches out there, and there's a lot of churches that are really just plain not right in what they're doing, not right, what they're doing at all. So, and some churches are even owned by uh, by one single person, and no nobody owns the church. And I, don't, and I need to stress that a lot because I made that mistake when I was growing up. Is my whole entire family went to a church, which is uh, which is in Ohio, and that preacher, pastor, owned that church. And I learned later on in life that that was completely wrong because he dictated everything about that church. And when I was a kid, I didn't remember much about the church itself and how it was running. I was involved in a youth group there with a lot of my, uh, my other family members. And and it, it, I was just interested in having fun. I wasn't learning anything about how the church structure was back then or what they were trying to do or anything like that. I was just interested in having fun. We went to theme parks thing things like that. It was a good time when I was a kid. But now I realize that church was wrong because that, they didn't vote on anything. They didn't decide how the church should be ran. They didn't try to decide how the church was supposed to be operated on or nothing. The pastor controlled everything. He took the offerings and all of that, which is what I don't know now is completely wrong because the offerings go to the functionality and the repairs and all the other stuff that the church needs to do. It really, in essence, is a church capital, how the church is funded. And the church body decides how that money is distributed by voting on different things that have to happen in the church. One person can't dictate everything that holds on to the church. And that's where all these churches get it wrong. They let the preacher decide everything or they let one person, maybe it be a deacon or something like that, decide everything. And so many churches have been destroyed over that over that issue. And we as people of the body of Christ in the church need to stop that. We need to fight back and say, hey, this thing needs to change or I'm out of here. And you can find yourself in another church. There's another. There's millions of different churches out there. You just, just got to let God decide and let him direct you to the right church that is right for you. And you want to know it when you get there because you'll feel at home there. You'll feel loved there. You'll, you'll feel like you're... You're wanted there. And that's what we need to find for everybody. And honestly, with those situations I just talked about, is why so many people fall out of love with the church because the way churches are being done, the way churches are being operated on. And really, you can worship God any way you want to because there's nowhere in the Bible that it says that you have to worship God one way or another. He just says, know that I am your Lord and Savior. And you can just go with that and decide how you want to go, what church you want to go to, and so on and so forth. And um, I'm going to close here with that. I think I've discussed everything I needed to discuss and tell you guys, or share the message that I, how I do it, and uh, and go from there. I'm going to close out with a prayer here and just uh, hope you guys follow me on my other social media sites, okay? All right, Dear Lord, I allow, thank you for allowing me to share this message. I thought it was important that uh, that people know how a church is supposed to be operated, and how it's supposed to function and so on and so forth, which I use your scriptures that you helped me find to share that message and to hope that people will find their church, find their way, and go out and share the message of you to the many people that they possibly can lord and i just ask to pray for you my listeners and hopefully they'll, they'll come to you and declare you that you are their lord and savior lord and just please be with my family and friends out there as and my closest friends around here and be with them as they go about their daily lives lord in jesus christ's name i pray amen and please if you like this message please follow us here Go to our website at yournewlifeministries.org and sign up for our newsletter. And you'll get an email blast every month about the new things that's going on with Your New Life Ministries. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Your New Life Ministries LLC on YouTube. And go to our Instagram page and follow us there. We have a brand new Instagram page called Your New Life Ministries LLC on Instagram. And follow us on Facebook as as well. And I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye.